Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We are back at it, okay? We are talking Jets. We're going to really start to dissect the, uh, you know, the positions on this football team. We're going to be talking about the Jets quarterback position tonight. We're going to be talking about the Jets offensive game plan, our new offensive coordinator as well, LaFleur. We're going to dive into it, and I cannot wait. Voluntary workouts, we're going to chop up that as well. We're going to really get into some stuff tonight, so I can't wait. So listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me share me to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. Listen. Whew. I'm also on iTunes as well at The Long Beach Joe Show. You can go there. Please, when you uh, check me out on iTunes, please leave me a rating, five-star rating if you could. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes as well. You know, everyone, of course, if you're watching me live, because I do live stream during my shows as well, uh, you know, that goes into my podcast area over there. So you'll be able to hear the audio over there as well. I'm also on Blog Talk Radio as well. Blog Talk Radio, you can search the Long Beach Joe Show on there as well. Uh, so you can come and check that out over there too. Uh, you can hear me live as well, you know, hearing the audio and everything from the show. And also, please come check out my YouTube channel. Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. Come on by, man. Check out the channel. I live stream from the channel while I do my radio show. So you guys can watch me live. You can hang out in the chat. I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is safe. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is safe around here. So you can come check that out as well. And when you go to Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, please subscribe, you know, and turn on your notifications so when I post content, y'all can check it out. You'll be in the know. You know what I'm saying? So I love going back and forth with everybody and just having a good time and talking Jets. So please, you know what I'm saying, check me out on all those platforms. Now to get to what we got to talk about today, and we got quite a bit. Start with the voluntary workouts. As everybody knows, this is phase two of the, the workouts, you know, for the off season. Uh, of course, we're going to get into OTAs a little bit later, but this is the second phase. So here we have these voluntary workouts that are coming up here, and the Jets had 80, over, excuse me, over 80 players show up for voluntary workouts. Wow. You know, to me, that shows that with everything that we have going on, now, mind you as well, that the NFLPA is, you know, against players showing up. They, they say, hey, we don't necessarily want players showing up for the voluntary workouts because of everything, you know, we got going on in the world and the way that certain rules are implemented to get this done. So, with the NFL even NFLPA even against players showing up for these workouts, we still had 80 players show up, over 80 players. You know, that shows that players want to come here and compete. They want to get an edge and they want to succeed. That shows that this is becoming a place where players want to come and play, where they want to be. They want to give it their all. They want to do whatever it takes to make sure that they have a chance to make the Jets roster. That shows that we're turning this thing around. That shows that Joe Douglas and Robert Sulla and all, every, all the staff that he's brought in, that we're bringing a new culture now. We're not just talking about it anymore. 
We're not just saying, oh, new culture. Oh, things are different. Oh, this is a different time now. All this stuff. No, they're actually making it happen. Oh, yeah. And this, is, this, points to, this does nothing but bold well for the football team. It does nothing but do that. It's just an early sign of culture change in effect. Players willing to come in, give it their all, do whatever it takes to put themselves in a position to play football for the New York Jets, man. It, it's really, it bodes nothing but good for the football team because it hasn't been like that in the past. We've seen it. We've seen where there were, there were times we were wondering if certain players that had gotten hurt were actually hurt. <laughs> you know? We were wondering so much about the coaching staff, and there was so much talk about how the, the coaching staff, the prior coaching staff we had, it was a toxic, toxic element around the football team, that a lot of people had gripes and issues with the current people that we had in play. It seems like that is starting to go away. We have young players showing up ready to play. Not just young players, we have older players as well. We also saw Mosley out there too. We saw, we saw guys we signed free agency out there as well. Guys doing whatever it takes to put in early. It's just, it's a different time, man. It's a completely different time, and we're no longer the jokes of the past, man. We're stepping into a new day and a new time, a new time. We've got so much going on with this football team, so many good, positive things, but to have over 80 players show up for your voluntary workout, that screams, that screams that things are changing that this is a place that players want to play, man. I love it. That got me fired up, especially when I saw Mosley out there. And we're going to talk about him tonight as well. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I take live callers. I want to hear from everybody. So I got hyped up about that, man. When I saw those guys out there doing whatever it took, of course, we saw Zach out there. We saw all those guys out there, man, doing their thing. Elijah Moore looking smooth. That guy looks like he can hit another gear whenever he feels like it. So many players out there just giving it their all, doing whatever it takes, man, doing whatever it takes. This is, this is a beautiful time. And so when I was thinking about that, I was, I was watching, I saw things from the voluntary workout, and I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying, man, we just got this kid, Zach. I'm excited about him. I want to see what he does during the season. But with all these players out there giving it their all, what exactly will we look like offensively? I started to think about that. I started to say to myself, what are the Jets going to – how are we going to shake things out? The offense has been so bad for two-plus years, right? We were 32nd in the league two years, damn near in a row. Offense was horrific. We're trying to step into a new day, and we brought in Mike LaFleur. Matt LaFleur's younger brother. He comes from the San Francisco 49ers along with Robert Sulla. You know, he was a good assistant to Kyle Shanahan, an offensive genius, you know, from the famous Shanahan family. Their system is unbelievable. And I started to say to myself, here's a guy that we brought in from the 49ers, and I'm wondering, hey, okay, what can you do here? Some of the pieces that we got, what can he make happen? There's a lot of expectations for our offense to be better. We cannot come out in a modern-day NFL, in the league that we've been in, and be putrid offensively. We can't do that. We've seen it. We've seen that type of failure. We've seen those type of issues consistently for years. We must step into the modern-day NFL and be better than we have been. 
We must be. Then I started thinking, what will our offense look like behind him? Are we going to be running some of the same exact concepts that they do in San Francisco? Is our running game going to be strong? Is our tight end, is, is our tight end going to be heavily used within the system? Is this the year where we're just going to see a ton of targets given to Herndon or, or Croft or Yaboa, whoever that tight end is starting? What are we going to do? Also, will, will, will LaFleur understand the rhythm of offense in the NFL? It's going to be the first time he's going to be an offensive coordinator. It's his, it's his show on offense. Will he understand the rhythm of play calling in the NFL? Will he get that together? Will he understand how to have Zach Wilson prepared game in and game out? Will he understand how to utilize matchups? Is he a guy that's going to come in where we're going to look damn near different every single week and have opposing defenses' heads spinning because they can't comprehend what we're doing offensively? I want to see this, man. So I have a lot of questions, and I want to ask y'all some of those questions tonight as well. Another big question is, will he make adjustments? That's a big question, too. Because if you look at some of the issues that we've had in the past offensively, because we didn't make adjustments. Adam Gaze, let me tell you something. If you were waiting for Adam Gaze to make an adjustment, you were going to be waiting. Because let me tell you something. He was putrid. That was one of the issues. He never made adjustments. Will he be able to make adjustments in-game, mid-game, hell, within the quarter? Is that something that LaFleur is going to be able to do? It's a lot of pressure, man. And I want to talk to you folks tonight about this. I want to get to the callers. I want to get to the phones. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I want to talk to you folks tonight. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you have to say about this New York Jets football team, particularly offensively. We're going to be talking about the quarterback position tonight. We're going to be talking about voluntary workouts. We're going to be talking about the offensive coordinator and what you expect to see. What is going to be the strength of the New York Jets offensively? What is going to be our calling card? When we talk about the New York Jets next season, what are we going to say that the Jets have? This is what the Jets' strength is. This is what they do extremely well. When everything falls apart, here's what you can count on the Jets going to to make it happen. That's a question I got tonight, and I want to hear from y'all. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open. We're talking tonight. You can also, again, you know what I'm saying, Salute to all my guys in the chat, my savages in the chat. I call them savages. Why? Because they're savage. They get after everybody, everybody. Please hit the super chat if you can, if you'd like to. All donations greatly appreciated. If you don't like to want to hit the super chat, my cash app is right there at the corner of the screen. Please hit the cash app. You know what I'm saying? Feel free. So we're going to get to these callers. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I want to hear from you folks. So we're going to get on, get to these lines. I think I'm going to bring my guy Steve on first. This is my guy Steve, man. Salute to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my man. My first question for you is, what were your thoughts when you saw Mosley at the voluntary workouts, man? How did it feel? Hey, well, first of all, Joe, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. It's always great to hear from you, you know, get some, get some Jets talk in with you. So, yeah, no, before I talk about C.J. Mosley – there is something I, I wanted to say at first, because, you know, you, you made a good point 
at the beginning of the show tonight, you know, when the voluntary workout comes out. And, you know, the voluntary workouts are not that big of a deal, you know, most of the time. But then when you listen and find out that eighty that over 80 players go to the voluntary workout, that that's really, yep. really, really exciting. It, it, it is really, really, really exciting because, you know, you know why? It's because of this coach we have. Because everyone is all saying a lot of great and positive things about Robert Sala. I mean, and everyone all loves him. I mean, hey, listen, you know, guess what? Earlier today, I don't know if you saw this earlier, I don't know if you're a hockey fan, Joe, and the offensive linemen were all hanging out at the New York Islanders game together. They were all bonding at the game today. Zach Wilson with the whole entire offensive line that he's going to be with this season. So they all bonded today at the Islanders game. So then um, – uh, another thing is, you know, now going to C.J. Mosley, you know, here was the thing from Mosley last year. You know, obviously, you know, in 2019, he had the injury with the groin, and unfortunately it didn't heal properly. He was done for the season. He was ready to go in 2020, but then, of course, he opted out because of the stuff that's going on in the world. You know, listen, he, his family was having health problems. It was understandable, but when Mosley returned to the field, he the, uh, earlier this past week, he he looked in, he looked like he was in phenomenal shape. And, and the thing, yeah. Mosley, I could tell wanted to come back to play for us just to just to uh, get um, just to play with Robert Sala. But you know, a lot of Jet fans are also thinking, you know, from last season. I know Mosley did say he wanted to opt out because of. Um, because, you know, his family was having health issues, which was absolutely understandable. But the thing is, though, that some Jets fans also think, because Mosley didn't want to play for Adam Gates, maybe that was basically sending a message that he probably didn't want to mm. play for Gates. But you know what? It's just happy to see Mosley get back on the field. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was extremely excited about it. And I'm expecting some things out of him this year. And, again, we'll continue to dissect – the you know positions is going on, but just seeing him out there running and hoping that he's going to be healthy this year, I think if he is, it's going to be a huge thing for us because here's a guy that we can put into Sulla's defense, and I'm telling you, if he's let go and just able to go out there and just run wild and run amok, if he's the guy that we saw, if he's the guy that we saw in that Bills game consistently for us next year, oh, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be completely insane. This defense you know, is really going to light things up. Go ahead. You know something, Joe? Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, that first game of the 2019 season, which was Adam Gaze's NFL debut, and now listen, I'm not going to fully blame Adam Gaze on that game, but here was the thing. When Mosley played in that game, he was by far the best player on the field for us. But once that groin injury hit, that completely changed the game. And that is a game yeah. that still hurts my heart to this day. You know, we were up 16 nothing in that game, and Buffalo came back to beat us 17-16. to It was one of the worst blown games I ever saw the Jets ever blow, that first game of the season. But, you know, yeah. the thing is, though, Mosley's got to be healthy. And if Mosley is healthy, and if he fits in that kind of style defense that Robert Sala has, Oh my God, Mo- Mosley is going to be a beast. I, I mean, Mosley yeah. is going to be a beast. It- it- it's definitely yeah. going to be exciting. But you know, 
But now the thing yeah, is, yeah, listen, you know, Steve. Listen, Steve. You, hold on, hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. You're talking about right, fights. He is gonna. No, he is gonna be a beast, dude. He is gonna be a beast, and I'm excited about him and what he's gonna bring to the table. Now, before we get to the other side of the argument, <laughs> salute to my guy Leon Kennedy with the big time dono with the big. Leon says, sadly, this is all I can do for now, but I'll definitely give more soon. Mad respect to you, Joe. God bless you and the savages out there. Salute to you, Leon. Thank you again for donating. But getting back to you, Stephen, what we were talking about, all right? Look, we're going to the offensive side of the ball now because when we had 80 guys show up, that spoke volumes. But then it got me thinking, Steve, when is this, what, what, what is this offense going to look like? When is this offense going to step up? Like you said, you just talked about Adam Gates. He was horrific last year. He was terrible, Steve. Watching him call a game every single week. I mean, it was terrible, Steve. It was completely terrible watching him. But now we got LaFleur here. And I want to ask you this, Steve. What exactly do you think the strength of the Jets' offense will be next year? Do you think we'll be a high-flying team where we're going to chuck up a lot of footballs and gain a lot of yardage through the passing game? Or are you looking at it where we're going to be a tough team that's going to ground and pound and run the football a lot? Where do you th- what do you think will be our strength? Okay, you know, listen, Joe. Listen, obviously this is going to be the first year in the, Shanahan, in the, in the Mike LaFleur system. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, with a new rookie quarterback. I mean, listen, this is what I think the offense has to do. I, I think this offense is going to be a lot faster. I mean, no matter what, this offense is going to be so much better than we've had for the last, like, few years, especially when we've had Adam Gaze as our coach. This offense is definitely going to be better. Now, do I think – now, here is my thought. Do I think I, – I, I do think it's going to be a high-flying offense because I definitely think we, we definitely got a lot of speed, do you know, because obviously with Elijah Moore – I mean, there's still a lot yeah. of questions too on the offense too. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we did we did some revamping with the offensive line. Here is the thing about the offense, which I'm concerned. I do like our running game. I think our offensive line is going to be better this year than it was last year. I mean, the only two things I am concerned about the offensive line is Connor McGovern has to be better, and so does George Fan, because those two players mm-hmm. have to be better. Now, the thing mm. is. The only thing I am, and I think our wide receiver position is really good. The only thing I am a little bit concerned about is our tight end position. I mean, obviously, because, mm. you know, we still have Chris Herndon. We also got the guy, yeah. um, we got Zach Wilson's teammate from BYU on the offensive line, and I think the tight end as well. I forgot who was the undrafted tight end we got, because I would like to uh, see Kenny what he could do with yeah, thank you. That's his name. I can't pronounce his name, yeah. but thank you. Thank you for pronouncing. You know, the thing is, Joe, this offense is going to be a lot better than it was, than it, than it was, you know, the last couple of years that we've had, you know, under games. But here mm-hmm. is the thing right now that I'm going to say. Now, I'm not going to say a prediction right now for the Jets, and I know that tonight we're just talking about the Jets' offense. This is a team that's just heading in the right direction. The only thing is, Joe – I just don't think we're quite there yet. Listen, we have a young team. This team is moving well in the future. But we're going to see what's going to happen as time goes on. I mean, because, listen, you also got to see about what happens in our division, too. And let me tell you something, Joe. One last thing I'll say before I talk. 
I really mm-hmm. want Adam Gaze to watch the first game of that season when we play against Carolina. This is the reason why. He's going to watch either the Jet offense do better or he's going to watch Sam Darnold be under a new coaching system in Carolina. Listen, because then Adam Gaze can finally realize what an offensive system looks like. Yeah, well, you know, Steve, I mean, you, you, you're talking that talk right now, and I respect it. Audience, give him a hand. He's talking that talk so far. I'm You've had a good call so far. But I, I want to keep going with you, Steve, because I want to I want to talk to you about Zach Wilson now. We talked a little bit about Lafleur and what we think he'll bring to the table as a play caller. But when you look at Zach Wilson, what did you expect out of him? Do you believe that this offense is set up for Zach Wilson to see success early in his rookie season or early in his career? Do you believe that, Steve? I think it will because you know we thought we have targets for him that he could throw to. You know, and Corey Davis, mm-hmm. Denzel, Elijah Moore, uh, Keelan Cole, who we got in the offseason. You know, I would like Jamison Crowder to still be with this team. But, you know, Jamison mm-hmm. Crowder, from what I'm hearing, he is unfortunately on the trade block right now. I mean, and I've been hearing that there's is a possibility. He? I've been hearing rumors Sorry. about that Crowder could be traded. I mean, listen, okay. I, I don't want Crowder to be traded because, Crowder, I mean, last year was probably our best receiver last year. But that's because, obviously, because, you know, Crowder's a slot receiver, and everyone's all talking about, you know, Elijah Moore, you know, taking his spot. But the thing mm-hmm. is going with Zach Wilson is, here is the thing about Zach Wilson. He, he's got that cannon of an arm. Listen, before when everybody was all talking about the quarterback situations of going into the draft, I, I, listen, all the Jets fans were all talking about, you know, the thing about Zach Wilson. Listen, I thought at first that Zach Wilson was going to be a trash quarterback. But when I watched his highlights from BYU, oh. and when it when I watched his pro day, when I watched his pro day, let me tell you something, okay. Joe. When I watched his okay. pro day, I was impressed. And, and I could tell, like, when him and Joe Douglas spoke at pro day that they had a connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen – I do. I would like to see Zach Wilson be very well for us. I want him to do successfully well with us, and I really hope yeah. for a lot of big things. But there's one thing I want Joe Douglas to do. We need to sign a veteran quarterback, a veteran quarterback that has had experience. Mm. We need a we yep. need a veteran quarterback on the team. We need a veteran. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I yeah. know a lot of people were saying Brian Hoyer, but obviously Hoyer did sign with the Patriots just last week. They gave him a new deal. Um, the thing is, we, we need a veteran quarterback, Joe. We need a veteran quarterback to teach Zach Wilson. Because, listen, I don't feel comfortable with our other two quarterbacks, and James Morgan and the other guy that we have. We need a veteran for Zach Wilson. We need a veteran. So, for you, like you said, Hoyer, you know, ended up, you know, taking a deal with elsewhere. So, what quarterback is on that, you know, on the on the uh, menu for you, like what quarterback are you looking at right now? A free agent quarterback, a, a veteran guy. What guy are you looking at, saying, "Hey, this is a guy that I'd like to see the Jets go after and get." Yeah, no, there's one player who I would like the Jets to go after, and he knows Mike Lafleur's system very well, and that is C and that is CJ um, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, was it C.J. Beathard or C.J. Mullins? Or Nick mm-hmm. Mullins yeah. was his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because Mullins knows that system. I mean, at first I was going to say C.J. Beathard, but then I realized I forgot C.J. Beathard signed with Jacksonville. I forgot about that. But Mullins, mm. to me, would be a quarterback that I would like the Jets to have as the second backup. I mean, listen, we had a good backup quarterback in Joe Flacco last year, but Flacco obviously – signs with Philadelphia, but you know what? Yeah. We, we, we should get someone like Mullins because he knows Mike Shanahan's system. And the thing is, I would like Joe Douglas to do before training camp starts at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that they do that as well. There's some guys out there, too, uh, that i like to see us attack. But like you said, too, bringing in that vet does nothing but bode well uh, for the growth of a young quarterback. We saw how, you know, McCown was able to help Sam along in that year, you know, really put some things together. And not just that as well, not just helping the young rookie quarterback along, but also who's to say that we won't see Zach Wilson maybe get dinged up a little bit, maybe have to miss a game here or there, you know, knock on wood, we're not hoping that we see that happen. But if it does, then we got a guy that can come in and step in and really help the football team. You know what I'm saying? Not The football team won't fall off of a cliff offensively because we don't have anybody capable to come in there and hold the team afloat. You know, so, so I, I, like you said, Steve, as well, I'm hoping that we do see us sign a veteran quarterback. So my final question for you, Steve, we talked about Zach. We've talked about expectations. How many touchdowns do you think Zach throws next year? Oh, oh my God. I can't believe – well, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're not even it's in June right now. We're already talking about this. It don't this. matter, Steve. These, okay. are, these are tough questions. Let's go. You know what? I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to give an exact number. I'm gonna. I'm hoping. I'm gonna go between twenty to twenty-five. Okay. 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 Twenty to twenty-five. I respect that. I respect that number there, Steve. Yeah. Listen, Steve. This was a phenomenal call from you. You really brought some fire. You really brought some takes. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night. Good night, Joe. All right. Listen. Steve calling in. Steve is calling in, and he brought his takes, all right, had a lot to say. And one of the things that he really brought up, and I was going to ask him this question, but he kind of went right there, was, hey, the Jets need to get themselves a veteran quarterback. They need to bring in a veteran guy to come along and help our young quarterback along, and not just that, also help the football team along as well, just in case we need to go to him. I think that's going to be – that's extremely important. That's extremely important for the impact. Well, who knows what they do? I know there's a lot of talks about Foles possibly being in the mix. You know, there's just been a lot of rumors skirming about all over the place. But I'm telling you, that's something that the Jets need to do and need to attack. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open. Lines are hot right now. We're going to keep getting to it. So next caller we're going to go to, caller 801. 801, we're coming directly to you. First off, give me your name, tell me where you're from, and what are your thoughts on the Jets having over 80 players show up to their voluntary workouts? Hey, Joe, this is uh, Michael. I talked to you before. I'm from Utah, before the, uh, oh, what's going before on? the draft. Not, not a whole lot. I just You invited me to call you back, and I called you back and wanted to apologize because I said the Jets would blow it and not take Zach. And, uh, <laughs> and you laughed. <laughs> and uh, they did. So, so you know, I you – know, uh, good on them, right? I think it's awesome yeah. that uh, the the players are supporting the Jets uh, program, and eighty of them showing up. I think it's awesome. I I think uh, I'm excited. I like I said, I'm 
from Utah. We see things out west. We hardly ever get to see the uh, you know New York market you know uh, out here because yeah. we always get the Broncos or the 49ers, right? That was kind of how it is. But uh, uh, I'm excited to see how the Jets do. I'm a, I'm a Wilson fan, and now I'm a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. So in fact, I just ordered my uh, uh, Wilson jersey on NFL.com and saw the Tebow one. Throw that threw that one in as well. So oh, there we go. Listen, you got your listen. You got yourself some green, Michael. Yeah. You already yes, know, Michael. So I want to go right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go right there with you because I know you're a big Wilson guy. You know, we talked before the draft and we had some fun and laughed, but you were really excited about the possibility of him coming here. Uh, you did say we were going to jack it up. You know, hey, we took him, so I guess we didn't jack it up. You know, on your end. So when you're looking at Wilson right now, do you believe that the Jets' offense is set up for him to have success early in his career? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a team game. Right. And so I think, uh, the questions that people had about his, you know, leadership, I think, he's, you know, his character, I, I think that speaks volumes to the, the individual. Look, you know, I heard the other previous caller talk about how he took his offensive love into the hockey game and, uh, you know, uh, he, he's done st- you know, pictures with him hanging out with his receivers. I think he's a good guy. And I think uh, mm-hmm. to build a culture, the, the, the coaches has got to build a culture. He, he can't lift the team. The team's got to lift themselves. And, uh, you know, all he is is one cog in a 53-man roster. So, you know, it's got to be a team yeah. effort. You know, football is the ultimate team sport. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm hoping so, for him. I'm hoping that – I love Salah. I think he's a great, great thing. I love uh, the, the Shanahan offense, and I hope that, you know, they can do it. I, I love the picks they got. I love the offense, the uh, uh, Vera Tucker, you know, uh, USC uh, uh, guard. Yep. And I love Elijah Moore. Yep. I mean, I, hey, I'm excited for him. I mean, how could you not be? I mean, probably yeah. the top two or three drafts in all of NFL this year, you know, overall. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought Joe Douglas yeah. did a good job. So so, so what, what strong trait does Dak possess that makes you believe that he'll be able to su- succeed at this level? You know, that, that's one of he the believes things it, I, believe, I believes in himself. Hmm. He, he believes in himself. He's always been the underdog, and you know what? I, I, you know, look at Brady. Look what he did, Mr. 199. Look what he's still doing at age 43 because he still wears that chip okay. on his shoulder. And whether it's a chip or whether it is, hey, I, you know, he's always been disrespected. He didn't get recruited from high school. You know, they didn't expect him to play at BYU. You know, had to work for his hmm. starting job last year. You know, you know, hey, well, that's what you look. Nobody thought he would, you know, make it in the draft, but he believes in himself and look, look what yeah. that does for people, you know, still, still yeah. believe, you know, confidence and not cockiness, yeah. but confidence. Yeah. Back up so in your mind and mm-hmm. everything else they have. Yeah. And, and like you said, confidence is huge. Um, especially at, at any level in pro sports, confidence is big. Uh, if you don't believe in yourself, well, look, you look, don't look believe at you, you're going to on this, go out on this program you have. Your confidence is yeah. huge. You yeah. know, you, you, you started something, you had a dream, you went with it, you ran with it and, you know, and you got, you know, uh, a pretty cool – I like what you do. You know, I've, I've checked in. Yeah. I'm trying to fill in late because I'm, you know, two hours behind you guys, so I really don't know stuff. And I have a 12-year-old son that's with me on the weekend, so, you know, we're doing something else. But I saw you today and thought, well, I, 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 I wanted to reach out to you and say, you know, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Listen, Mike, my final question before I let you go, and again, thank you for watching and checking me out, you know, where you're at, because that, that means the world to me. But when you look at this situation here, 
how exactly will you grade Wilson's progress throughout the season? Will it be by wins? Will it be by numbers? How exactly will you grade, you know, if, if, if he's getting better or not? Uh, I, I think he'll surprise some folks. I, I think he, I think, you know, if you look at, he'll, he'll be in the top or, you know, the lower third, maybe of quarterbacks this year, but he's going to be growing. Okay. I hope he's in the, you know, upper half, but I, I don't know if he'll reach that. Cause I, I don't know what mm-hmm. life is going to be. I don't know what the teams, how they're going to gel together, but I think if they, I would love to see him, you know, reach the playoffs or at least be competitive. That's, that's it. Just be competitive every game. If you're competitive every game, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. all you can ask. As long as they all do their best, you know, you're okay. getting paid a gazillion dollars to go out and play the game. Everybody do your best and, you know, make it competitive. You should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, yeah, I mean, absolutely. if they paid me a gazillion dollars, I'd, I'd, I'd give my best every time. Right. <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's what it's all about i'm hoping to see him go out there and fight listen mike i gotta get back to these lines they are cooking okay. up i want to thank you for calling in next time i have a show i want to hear from you my man i know we got your guy wilson in the building and he's gonna be big this year i'm hoping to really see him go out and put his you know best foot forward but salute to you and again thank you for calling in well thank you for your time appreciate it absolutely Whew, listen <laughs> We got a lot of callers. Let me tell you something. Mike called in with the fire right there. He's a big Wilson guy. Again, I remember talking to him before the draft, and he had quite a bit to say about Zach Wilson. He's huge on Zach Wilson, really liked him, really really liked what he brought to the table as well as a quarterback, and he talked about all the things. And so we got his guy, and I know a lot of people that are fired up as well uh, to have him in the building and have him in a Jets jersey. So I'm hyped about that. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Also salutes to everybody. <laughs> salute to Leon Kennedy again with the dono, man. The greatest. Thank you. Salute to you. Salute to everybody that, that donates as well. I truly appreciate it. And again, salute to my guy, Kennedy. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. 360-360. I'm coming directly to you. 360, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name. Tell me where you're from. And what are your thoughts about the Jets having over 80 players show up to voluntary minicamp? Uh, hi, Long Beach Joe. This is Peter. Um, really happy to uh, – I've been a Jets fan since 1985. I'm actually in Malaysia right now, so sometimes enjoy watching your show. A lot of fun. Die-hard Jet fan. Um, I love it. I love it. I, I think okay. – there's a changing of culture. Wow. Well, first off, when you're watching me from a lady, salute to you, okay? Salute to you. <laughs> you know, I love all, everybody that watches me, especially, you know, people around the world. I truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you for watching me, Peter. And like you said as well, getting back to just the team, look, I, I'm so excited about what we have coming up, especially when you have over 80 players showing up to your voluntary practices that says nothing but good things about the football team that there is a culture change here that there are things happening where players want to come in and they want to play they want to do whatever it takes to get an edge whatever it takes to get their foot in the door with the new york jets they are willing to do and that says a lot it says more you know what i'm saying than it's said in the past look at some of the issues we had in the past with leadership and coaching and and if this was a place where players even wanted to come and be, we had so many issues, and it looked like all that's been wiped away and washed away with us bringing in Robert Sella and us bringing in Joe Douglas. And that leads to my, my next question, which is, do you also believe that there's been a culture change here? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
And um, I, I just like the way they are building the team. Every time when I was uh, just watching the Jets and watch other teams, sometimes you mm-hmm. miss those dynamic players, and then you see, like, why don't they have those dynamic running backs or dynamic, yep. uh, you know, wide receivers? And, and you're so frustrated. You see other teams pick up some dynamic players. And this year, this draft, I feel like they really picked up, like, Elijah Moore, uh, you know, Michael mm-hmm. Carter. I see some, like, dynamic players coming to the Jets that are going to make really, like, uh, like, do good things. I really feel that. We'll see yeah. what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. But. Absolutely. And when you when you talk about dynamic players, particularly offensively, you've got to have the right mind putting things in place. Now, again, we've seen in the past, Adam Gaze was here, that this offense was 32nd in the league. It was horrific. Even when we did get a dynamic guy in Le'Veon Bell, we couldn't figure things out. He was never utilized correctly. Well, now we bring in, you know, a whole new coaching staff. Robert Seller brings in, you know, LaFleur. And I'm looking at him and I'm saying, okay, we got this guy in here from the Niners. The Niners were a strong team. You know, offensively, they were going to put some things together and do things their way. What exactly could he do here? How are the Jets' uh, offense going to look different? What's going to keep us from being the 32nd-ranked offense in the league again? And so my question for you is, what do you think LaFleur is going to do offensively that's going to be the strength of the Jets? When you look at us next year, what are you hoping to see people say, hey, this is what the Jets do well, this is what they can go to when everything else falls apart? Uh, first of all, it all comes to Zach Wilson, right, the quarterback. First, he has mm-hmm. to stay healthy. Hopefully, if they've done enough in the uh, offensive line uh, to keep him upright. But what I, what I like about Zach, like I was watching a lot of his BYU tapes and stuff, he really does, uh, you know, get rid of the ball quickly. He doesn't hold on to it. And he already, like, he seems very mature in his reading of the mm. game. Like, he knows his reads. He knows his first read, second read, third read. Um, he plays the defenders off with his eyes. So I really feel uh, with LaFleur and uh, with uh, Zach's uh, – you know, talent, I really feel they'll work something good. Like, obviously, LaFleur has a, you know, a good history working with Shanahan. And just um, yeah. very aggressive, fun fun of offense. I think, like, uh, I, I think Zach is going to really – I wouldn't be surprised Zach up there, um, you know, going for rookie of the year. I'm very positive on Zach. Uh, I just like the okay. way um, – he. I just like the way he um, – sees the game. Uh, obviously, he's already showing his leadership abilities. And I already, I also like, like, you know, he never, he, he is like a little bit of, uh, you know, um, uh, he's always looking, he never, and he can take off, he can run also, but he never, he, he's always looking downfield, make, looking for the, you know, the big plays. I, I'm really, uh, and Hopefully, you know, he, he can keep those turnovers down as a rookie. Um, then, you know, the sky's the limit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, Peter, you said something really big, and I know that a lot of people are kind of – some people feel the exact same way that you do, that they, he, they think he can compete for rookie of the year. But for me, it's like, okay, if he's competing for that or you think he's going to be that good, then what is his stat line going to look for the year? How many yards, touchdowns, or interceptions do you think he throws then? Let's <laughs> – yeah, we're, I'm an optimistic Jets fan, but, you know, okay, I've been following the Jets since 85, so I've always been optimistic every every regime that comes in. But 
I don't know. Like for the first time, I, I, I for the first time, Joe Douglas. Yeah, he has missed some in the free agency. You know, uh, he hasn't. But then he didn't give out big contracts on those guys. But the guys, I think he's believing in, like Lawson mm-hmm. and Corey Davis. These guys, he did uh, give out a little longer term contract, right? So he's feeling stronger mm-hmm. about the team. So he's giving out uh, with the free agency bigger contracts. Um, and with Salah and the team, I just feel, and the players they're picking, uh, how Zach Wilson yesterday went out with the Islanders game, you see, like, the team building. I, I think there's something uh, positive coming. Uh, for Zach's number, I would say at least uh, with 17 games, I wouldn't be, like, if all goes well, there's no injuries uh, and things come together. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't be surprised if he does like a um, what's the guy's name from San Diego uh, last year's rookie like uh, oh Herbert um, Herbert okay so you're you're talking about yeah Herbert uh, from uh, yeah somewhere around there you know plus minus but like really good okay. numbers um you know you know I can see it and uh, <clears throat> you know um, why not let's do it yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big. You know, I, you know. Again, offensive rookie of the year. We'll see what happens there. But I could see him having a Herbert-like season, like you said as well. I think Herbert threw for around four thousand yards. I think he was maybe forty-three hundred yards or something like that. I think he had like thirty-something touchdowns. But again, like you said, with the upgraded, you know, wide receiver core we have with Corey Davis and you know the guys that we brought in, even Keelan Cole, Mims, you know, in that second year coming in, and all the, the Carter, uh, uh, Crowder, excuse me. You know, hopefully he's still here. But if he's here, boom, that's an added added bonus. And then you got Elijah Moore coming on and being the X factor within this offense. I think there's a chance, especially if we're running the ball strong and doing our thing. So yeah, there, you know, there's a possibility that he could be there. You know, he's got an arm and he's yeah, got I, I, I want to make. He's I want to make. He's got more protection of weapons than Sam ever had. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick point. Like. You know, we, with the offensive lines, like sometimes the quarterback dictates how good and bad. Yeah, the offensive line can be bad, but a quarterback yeah. can make an offensive line look bad too. And I think Donald mm-hmm. had yeah. that problem. Sometimes he didn't see the field as good as he should have. You know, he like mm-hmm. he was. And one thing I didn't like about I I was a Darnold supporter, but one thing I didn't like Darnold was he was always like one level. You didn't see the. You know, with uh, Zach, you see the fire. I, I don't think Zach is going to, after a bad play, I don't think Zach is going to sit there on by himself. He's going to go to his offensive line and just go shouting and get your shit together. You know, I could, I could oh, see. My, Sorry my, about that. No, no cursing, um, Peter. No cursing, Peter. Yeah, 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 my, okay. my, my bad on the mic. Yeah. Get your stuff together. I, I just see the fire yeah. in Zach, which I kind of didn't see in uh, Darnold. Okay. No, you know, I know some people had issues with Darnold, and, you know, but he's gone now. He's with the Panthers. We'll see him week one. But we're excited about Zach, like you said, as well. So my final question for you, Peter, and again, I want to thank you, call, thank you for calling in all the way from out there where you're at. When you look at this situation and you look at what we have here with Zach, and like you said, you know, the, the early success and, and things that you think he can have, what trait, what strong trait do you think Zach possesses that will allow him to thrive, man? For me, obviously, uh, the arm strength, his mobility, um, him able to make plays when things break down, 
his uh, vision to see the field. Some sometimes I see, I like I was watching. I was I watch almost all of his view, like on YouTube, whatever I could find. And I was still making his place. Like he could see like players that like you know just his vision to be able to pick up players that are when things break down and to be able to see mm-hmm. players that are open and pick them out hit like 50 yards and be accurate. Um, you know, in the NFL, obviously it's going to be different. Things are faster. Mm-hmm. He has to adjust. So, you know, uh, defenders obviously close get close to the ball faster, break up the place faster, obviously. But I think he's going to be able to adjust. But you can't take away that vision, right? He's still able to yeah. see things. Uh, and uh, I think also the fact that he's a you know in a football junkie, he seems to be all in. Um, you know, uh, and the the biggest thing is yeah, as anybody like he has to stay healthy, right? Um, if he can stay yeah. healthy, I think the sky is the limit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Peter, this was such a strong call from you tonight, man. You really brought the fire, and this is your, like I said, this is your first time calling. I love talking. You give him a hand, man. Give this man a hand. Yeah. Not too much, studio audience. Not too much. You know, we love and respect everybody, but not too much. Listen, Peter, I got to get back to the rest of these lines. Thank you for watching me, and thank you for calling in all the way from out there in Malaysia. Salute to you. Next time I have a show, my friend, I want to hear from you, man. You got a heck of a lot of great takes, and I love talking to you about this football team. Hey, thank you, and uh, you have a great show. Like, Keep it up. Take care, man. Thank you so much. You have a good one. Listen, Peter call in all the way from Malaysia, all the way. We have to get to it, all right? I'm hyped. I love when, you know, my, my Jets fans from all around the world call in or contact me and tell me, you know, hey, I watch the content or, hey, I want to talk to you about the football team. I love it, man. I love getting the opinions and takes from the fan base worldwide, man, because everybody views things so differently, man. I love Absolutely love it. So, salute. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Oh, my guy, Big Green, please call back, and we're going to go to the next. Big Green's gone. So, we're going to keep on getting to these lines, though. We're going to keep, you know, talking to these fans. I think we're going to go to my my guy, E, man. we got to go to my guy, E, man. E, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in, my man. Listen, we had over 80 players show up for voluntary workouts, man. Give me your thoughts on it. E? E, you're on. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello? 914? Oh, yeah. Oh, 914? Oh, I'm sorry. 914? Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I'm here. I'm here. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, hold on. Someone's got Give me your thoughts. What? I'm on the phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, this guy. Is he back? Hello? Yeah, sorry. 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 Family was calling me for Okay, well, what's, what's going on? So give me your thoughts. Voluntary workouts, my man. Uh, salute to you. What are your thoughts on eight, more than 80 players showing up? Well, it shows you the confidence that they have in uh, the leadership and coaching of this team. Because, for example, look at the Eagles. Not a single player bothered to, they bothered to show up. What does that tell you about their level of confidence in Nick Cerrone? Mm. So you're what does that you, tell you? You believe there's a new – 
It, it doesn't tell you a lot, but what do you think? So you think it's a new culture change. Guys want to come here, play for Douglas, play for Sola. Am I correct? Yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's the confidence is that, you know, it's like in war. You, you don't want to be led by the guy who's the bookworm who writes up all the strategies and the plans. You want to be led by the guy who's going to go up to the front, who's going to be in the line of fire just with you. That's the guy you want to be led by, and that's the way I feel like th- these players are reacting to this coaching staff. Mm. Okay, okay. Now, when you look, when you talk about this coaching staff, because I'm excited as you are, my friend, I look at this situation, and I'm, I'm wondering about LaFleur. I'm wondering, hey, you know, what exactly can he bring to the table? How is he going to change the look of the New York Jets offense? And that, that's what I want to ask you is what do you think is going to be the strength of the Jets offense? Is it going to be play action? Is it going to be the running game? Are we going to be a team that's just going to airily assault everybody where we're just going to throw the football around? Are we going to look like the Chiefs? I mean, what do you, what do you think the Jets offense is going to look like? What's going to be our signature? Well, it's funny you mentioned I did some math, but first I'll get to that in a second. Well, I think it's going to be more balanced. You know, they're definitely going to run the ball. There's going to be a lot of zone runs. Play action pass will definitely be in there. There will be some experimentation, you know, some improvisation in there. I mean, LaFleur learned from Shanahan, very great play caller. And one, one area that Jets will significantly improve in is in tight end production. Do you know what the mm-hmm. league average for tight ends was last year? No, not off the top of my head. Go ahead. All right, so this is the league average for every tight end with at least one reception was 226 yards. Hmm. And so do you know what the Adam Gase offense averaged in the last five years for tight end production? Probably not a lot. 116 yards. Do you know what the Shanahan LaFleur offense averaged over the last five years Excluding George Kittle? Probably more than that. 371. That would be triple the production. That is more than triple the production. So you're telling me that, and LaFleur learned straight from Shanahan. So if he can triple our tight end production, that will be significant for this offense going forward, especially for a certain player you're not very fond of. Oh, yeah, uh, Chris, uh, well, we already know. Here we go. We know that you love, love Herndon. We get it. You know, we know you're yeah, part like of I said, high. Like I said, the problem no. problem is that you had a coach who uh, who did not use tight ends. I mean, I, okay. I just gave you the numbers. That 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 is what, 93 yards, was it, 116 minus, 226 minus 116. It's mm-hmm. almost 100 yards below, below league average. And yeah. then you're telling you know, me. But Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon's also got to hold on to the ball, you know, when it's thrown his way. And he's All right, yeah, I know that. I know that. That would help our yardage, that, wouldn't it? You know, if you actually that, – That's what good coaching – that's what good it. coaching does. That's what good coaching does, some confidence building. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you can – you know, you try your best. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll – All right, yeah, you like know, I said, this offense is going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then, like I – and you were talking about earlier, the – you're absolutely right. This supporting cast is a lot better than what it was for some. Mm-hmm. I mean, the receivers are better. The running backs are better. You got at least three guys on the offensive line that that you are looking at and say they could be here for the next five years. And then mm-hmm. the, the stopgap guys are not bad by stopgap guy standards. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at this situation, like you know, like you said, I said this earlier. When you got Davis, you got you know Elijah Moore, you got Mims, you got Crowder. You look at the protection, you know, that Zach Wilson is is being set up with. So this offense has now, you know, Vera Tucker, you know, at our left guard, Beckton, you know, guys, things have been upgraded. Things are looking good. Even our right guard position, which is in question right now, Cam Clark is supposedly going to be the guy that's going to fill in there. So things are looking good. This is more, this is more protection. This is more weapons than Sam Darnold ever had, and better coaching off the bat than Sam. The coaching alone that Sam had would would have been a career killer for anybody. So, you know, even the things that you were talking about with the usage of the tight end, I could see us, you know, really putting together within this offense as well and and, and attacking teams that way. So, you know, I I look at this – my my next question for you, when I look at this situation now, and I'm saying to myself, man, this is going to be a very important year, you know, for LaFleur, especially with, you know, us having a rookie quarterback and – my next question for you is, do you think that LaFleur will be able to prepare and set Zach up for success on a weekly basis? I definitely think so, yes, because the, the biggest thing that separates him from Adam Gase is he's not stubborn. He will listen mm. to other people's opinions. Because that's the one thing with Gase. He would, he would stick to something even when it mm-hmm. would just not work. You could just see he just refused. And every now and then he would mix something up, but then right after that he would go back to his bread and butter, and it just kept on just flopping in his face. He just refused. Yep. He was just too stubborn to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you – I, I want to talk to you about Zach as well. You know, I know you're a guy that likes Zach Wilson too. How do, would you grade Zach Wilson's progress next season? Is it going to be by numbers? Is it going to be by wins? I mean, how are you going to grade his progress as the season goes on? Well, you know, it's just like the it's it's a little bit of both, of course. You know, obviously you want to win a lot. Obviously you want to win all the games. It's not it's mm-hmm. unlikely, you know. You want to see good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, it's a little bit of both. You know, somewhere around five hundred ish, and you know, probably good product and you know, typical rookie production. Although it wouldn't surprise me if he just puts together the best statistical rookie quarterback season in franchise history. Mm. Okay. Heck, you know what you else? Know, it wouldn't we'll, even surprise me if he surpasses Namus single season passing yard mark with that extra game. Wow! I mean, you got some some big expectations. So, I mean, for the numbers, I, know. I mean, it, it, gonna, think, think about this. What do you think they're going to look about, like? Think, what do you What do you think they're going to look this, like? What do you think his interceptions and touchdowns are going to look like then next year? Give me some numbers. Um, probably I. Well, you know, he's not known – he's very good at keep minimizing turnovers and have a lot of turnovers in college. I think his worst – his worst turnovers – his worst amount – his most – his greatest amount of turnovers was Sam's best amount of turnovers in college. So he doesn't turn the ball over. So I'm going to probably put him in the 24 to 28 range in touchdowns and about mm. 9 to 12 interceptions. Wow. Okay. Okay, so yeah, like I said, how many yards I mean, do you think, think he throws for? I think, you know, the 17th game with the amount of receiving weapons that they have, 4,063. Mm, okay. I mean, think, about, think about how embarrassing this is. Last time the Jets had a 4,000-yard passer, last – the. My favorite band, Pink Floyd's lead guitarist, was a man by the name of Sid Barrett. He hasn't—he's been dead 
for fi- over 50 years, and he hasn't he didn't touch he hadn't touched a guitar since 1974. Oh man, listen, I, you, those those are big numbers for Zach. I, you know, I have a lot of expectations for him as well, but you know, we'll we'll see if he does that. I know a lot of people are hyped and saying the exact same things that you're saying. They're expecting you know in the in the mid 20s to high 20s as far as touchdowns, and they're expecting low interception numbers. Now, my next question for you is. If Wilson has a couple of bad games in a row, which we all know some rookie quarterbacks have, you know, do you mm-hmm. fear that the fan base is going to turn on him and that everything's going to come down around him? Do you fear that? Well, no, because he's a rookie. I mean, you expect some rookie bump, you expect some bumps along the way for a rookie, even with like mm-hmm. a talented team. You know, you can't really judge him on that because you know. Like I said, it's it's par for the course. Everybody's we, got to learn the hard way. We've seen this before, though. We've seen this fan base turn on players. We've seen it. We saw this fan base turn on Le'Veon Bell. We saw this fan base turn on Sam Darnold at times. You know, and this is, again, the same fan base that was excited. So that's, you know, that's why I'm wondering. Yeah, but that's, you know, also, that's also over that a span of time. That's mm-hmm. over, like, you know, what, that was no? over a year. Le'Veon Bell was over a year and a half, or Sam, it was over the course of three mm-hmm. years. I mean, even when it does happen, it happens over time. So it's over several seasons. So it's not going to – it's unlikely to happen in, like, barring, of course, you know, absolutely mm-hmm. abysmal production. Yeah. I also think you can say you can also look at the situation and say, hey, this is a different time. I think the fan base is also in a different place as well. I think the fan base will look at the situation and understand, like you said as well, this is a rookie. This is a kid that's coming in, still being molded. Of course, you're going to have that segment of the fan base that's just going to dump on the team no matter what, right? No matter what the team does, they're going to find an issue and, and have a problem with it. But uh, I think that the larger part of the fan base understands that we're a team that's still building. We're a team that's trying to find its way. We're a team that, you know, has a young quarterback that's trying to find, you know, his way as well and become the best, you know, that he can be here. So I think even if even if Zach does have a couple bad games, you know, that they'll still be riding and be behind him. But, you know, he's just got to continue forward and, and ride those bumps. Every rookie quarterback has those issues, every single yeah. one. From Peyton Batting to Tom Brady to everybody's had those issues. So we've seen that. So my final question for you before I let you go, my friend, is when you look at Zach Wilson and you look at what he brings to the table, what strong trait do you believe Zach possesses that would allow him to be successful on the NFL level? Obviously, of course, the obviously the arm strength, the accuracy, his ability to throw from multiple arm slots, and how well he is with ball security because – you know, he minimizes turnovers. He doesn't fumble a lot. You know, the mobility is key. His, intel- his intelligence, how well he reads the field. He th- is throwing with anticipation. He throws receivers open. He doesn't wait for them. He doesn't wait for them to get open. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Those are all strong. Oh, by the way, one last thing. Oh. I got a tip for you for that Jets Falcons game. If you want to get up early, if you want to be able to get up early for that game. Try try some Cuban coffee, although it comes in it comes in shots. But don't drink more than a couple shots. You'll be wired like crazy. Well, listen that 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 listen that game is gonna be that's gonna be tough. If I if we do cover that game and I have a show, you know, I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna try my best to be fired up about this, but it is gonna be very. That's early that's okay. but listen, get, get some Cuban coffee. Yeah. That that'll wake. Yeah. If that doesn't wake you up, nothing will. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this was a great call from you. Phenomenal call. 
listen, my friend, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? You have yourself a good night. Of course. Of course. All, all right. right. Peace. You have a good one. Listen, we got callers calling in from all over the place. This is a fire show. You know, people calling in, they're moving around, you know. We got guys calling in from Malaysia overseas, man. I love absolutely discussing football with everybody. Um, but let me tell you something. This is exciting, man. This is an extremely exciting time, you know. I, I was just so hyped seeing that 80 players had showed up for voluntary workouts. When, again, even a guy like, you know, Mosley, who we haven't seen in quite a bit out there. You know, I think he played like two games in two years. People were extremely upset, you know, about him opting out. And this year he shows up to voluntary. He looks healthy. He looked, you know, he was running around out there, looks fine. This is a guy that I'm telling you, if we get back into the fold, whoo, in this defense with Sullen and all the other weapons that we have, you know, Quinnen, who's recovering from that, who should be, you know, completely healthy going into the season. He's going to be recovering from that that foot injury that he had. When we got we brought in Lawson and we got Farukati on the on the front as well too. Vinny Curry, you know, we've got so many things, and you can have Mosley out there running around in this brand new scheme. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be something else, man. This team is going to be something else, you know. And then I'm looking at all the players that I'm excited about offensively, uh, particularly Zach Wilson. You look at his situation, this is a kid that's coming in that's, you know, here to save us. And the expectations are going to be huge. That's why, you know, I couldn't wait to really dissect the quarterback position tonight and talk about it because the expectations on Zach Wilson are going to be big. They're going to be big. He's coming here to save us, coming here to save our offense. You know, everyone, you know, talks about, we we talked about uh, Sam Darnold and nauseam tonight because, you know, he just didn't work out here. We had to move on from him. Whether we wanted to keep him or not, we didn't. We moved on from him. And now Zach is coming in here to save us from this situation and continue forward and better our offense. You know, whether you believe Sam had ever been set up for success or not, you know, it is what it is. But now Zach's here. We've got a new coaching staff. We've got offensive weapons around him. And we're hoping to really see this kid flourish. We're really hoping that. And there's a lot of pressure because this is the New York market. And Jets fans, we've been losing for a long time, a long time. We've been patient, to be completely honest. We went through a, a, a soft rebuild or whatever you want to call that with McCagnan. I don't know what you want to call that as a rebuild or whatever it was, but it was what it was, you know, and now Jets fans want to see, they want to see, they want to see success. They want to see, you know, something, give us some wins, give us some W's, grow this young quarterback, see what he has next. And I want to see that out of Zach too. That's why, it's, again, it's extremely important that LaFleur step in this season and really give this offense an identity. Uh, you know, I asked people all night tonight, what do you think the strength is going to be of our offense? What do you think is going to be our calling card? And I know people talked about the tight end production. The last t- uh, caller talked about that. Uh, there was other callers talking about how, you know, we're going to throw the ball around. I think the strength of the offense is going to be the running game, to be completely honest. I truly believe that. Uh, you know, with Michael Carter and, and P. Ryan and Ty Johnson and, you know, uh, Tevin Coleman and all these backs that we have, Josh Adams, all these backs that we have, that we brought in. I don't know how many we're going to keep, but let me tell you something. The Shanahan offense, that offense runs the ball, baby. They run the ball and everything kind of works off of that. We've seen so much success, whether it be out there in Denver, where they had an unbelievable running game for years when Shanahan was out there. Then, you know, you have, you know, Kyle Shanahan with the Niners. You look at the Niners running game. It's phenomenal as well. Phenomenal, completely phenomenal, man. So many things going on and they don't even have to like have a, you know, a stud star back, you know, they can have a, 
a myriad of backs, um, you know, and they were still able to make, to have success out there, still able to put things together. You know, so I think the strength of this football team is going to be the running game, and I think we're going to heavily feature the running game, and I think things are going to work off of that. I think play action is going to be really big within our offense too, really, really big. We're going to see that utilized, and that's going to do nothing but bode well for guys like Davis, guys like Mims, you know, even Crowder coming out of that slot, working his way around, where people are going to really get pulled and fooled into thinking we're running the football because we're we're doing everything so well because we're we're able to gain uh, ground on the, gain yards from the ground so well that people are going to get sucked in and then boom before you know it we're scoring touchdowns that way so I think we'll see a lot of things and I think again working off stuff like that because the best friend to a young quarterback is a really good running game. You give a young quarterback a real good running game, and he's going to be able to be successful. We saw Mark Sanchez be hidden behind a running game before. Hidden. I'm talking. Mark Sanchez was no stud. He was no stud. But we were able to hide him behind a very good running game with a very capable offensive line, and they were able to get things done. And I think that that's some of what we'll see here. Not saying that Zach Wilson's a bad QB. I think he's going to be a solid QB in this league. But he's still a young QB. He's still going to be learning things. So I think, again, there's things that LaFleur can do within that scheme to really help a young kid, and I think that he's going to do some of those things. And I think that Zach Wilson is going to have some success, too. I truly believe that. When you look at what he's been surrounded with and set up with, the protection, the weapons, these are things that we've had other quarterbacks, and we haven't been able to do those things for them. And we saw the struggle because of it. I think that Zach can come out and really do some things here. I really, really do. Um, And he's got some traits. Strong arm, strong-willed. He's a kid that won't quit. He's, he's ready for the pressure. You know, you, you listen to any interview, and he'll tell you, you know, he's ready to go. He's not, not, you know, not curtailed by it. He wants to step up. When the light's the brightest, that's where he wants to be. And I'm hyped about seeing that. I really, really am. So, man, listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're talking Jets, all right? Next caller, I'm going to come up, 518-518. I'm coming directly to you. I think this is my guy, Jimmy. I think this is Jimmy. That's me. Jimmy, How you doing, uh, LBJ? What's going on, my man? How are you feeling tonight? Listen, we're talking, man. We're talking voluntary right. workouts. We're talking LaFleur. We're talking Zach Wilson. Give me your thoughts about the eight, over 80 players showing up to the Jets' voluntary workouts, man. What does that say to you? Is a culture change in effect? Yes, it is. In fact, I uh, commented that on one of your posts. Uh, if you look mm-hmm. and you see a guy that uh, has a Jim Backus icon, that's me, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, anyways, okay. But I answer, I answer a lot of your uh, stuff on uh, you know, Instagram because I don't go on Facebook or oh, anything. Yeah. But anyway, oh, but yeah. as, far you, as, that, <laughs> as far as uh, Zach, the 80 guys there, <laughs> everybody's mm-hmm. amazed. Nobody's ever had a turnout like that. It's showing that the players bought into the culture. They want to make the team. They're going to do everything they can to succeed, and they're going to learn something new that they haven't been around. Uh, I think it was just amazing. I think Salah is just, you know, a a, a man's man, a true gentleman. He's getting the most out of his players. He's sincere, too. So that's the best thing. He's not sugarcoating anything. He's telling it like it is. And that's the way it is. And I really like that. That's the way it should be. Don't say one thing and turn your back and do something else. You know? Mm. Straight up front. So that that's amazing. 
That's that that that's yeah. truly. I think we're going to have. You know, we might we might not only win six games this year. You know, as a possibility. Yeah. But I think the Lafleur offense is very quarterback friendly. Garoppolo mm. can do it. Then somebody that's agile can definitely do it better. So mm. I think Zach got it made, and I think Hoge, if he goes into right tackle, will be an upgrade. Tristan Hoge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I really I, I know believe you know, he, he he was his uh, right tackle, right guard there, or tackle, guard. He was a guard, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the undrafted guy. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. They're, they're, listen, there's there's some guys as well, and you, you talked about Hoach. I talked about Kenny Yaboa, especially like you said when you were talking about this Lafleur offense and some of the things that it can do. Like you said, it is it, it can be quarterback friendly, absolutely, especially with the way that they run the ball to set up everything else, which is going to be huge, which is a trait of the Shanahan offense. And so that leads me to my question for you: Is what do you think the strength of the Jets' offense will be this year? You know, do you think we'll have an aerial assault where we're just launching the ball downfield? Or what do you think is going to be the strength, the calling card of this New York Jets offense coming up with LaFleur? It's definitely going to be organized, and it's not going to be haphazard like we had last year and the year before that. Uh, yeah. Like the wide zone, something we haven't had, jet sweeps and everything else. I mean, we're going to have a lot of action in this. And I think that yeah. Zach is actually going to succeed in this. I mean, he's accurate mm-hmm. enough as it is right now. So, I mean, even if he drops down from 75 to 65, that's still damn good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, especially first year. So I think he's he's going to produce. I really do. And this offense yeah. is, uh, you know, watching. I went back and watched a couple mm-hmm. of San Francisco games. And it's like, you know, almost any, I could do that. <laughs> Not quite. But, uh, I mean, it, it's like he's just standing there and just lobbing here, there, here, there. It's like, wow, one, two, three. Sure, he's got a couple of deep throws that he could have, and I think that's what he's got to uh, institute in this offense. Get him, you know, get the short plays going and then toss it down the field. Get him, you know, we got the receivers this year. Hopefully, we'll mm-hmm. want to have him healthy this year. And with mm-hmm. this new health, uh, plan they got over there at Atlantic uh, Health right on campus and they got all doctors and everybody else nutritionists and all I think yeah. we're going to be in a better we're, we're in a much better situation than we ever were ever yeah. now I'm yeah. going to tell you something now I'm going to be 66 in August right guys Ooh. are saying you know that I, I've been a player since the fan since 60 85 and 92 and it's like yeah I, my first oh, game was in 1965. It was uh, Jamie Smith. Hello, Chase. It was Joe. I saw him in 65 and 68. My dad took me. He had tickets. He he took me. It was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Looking back on that, it's amazing. So you people want to talk about how depressing it's been the last 10 years, the last 20 years? Hey, I'm going back 50, baby. Okay, 55 yeah. years I'm going back, okay? Yeah. So believe me, I've been through it all. The 80s with yeah. Richard Todd, and oh, my God, yeah. it was, jeez. Oh, just insane. Oh, my. You have, yeah. you so, have seen it, and you have seen it all. Respect. I love the joke. Respect. I love the joke. Yeah, I've lived I, in Florida. I've lived in Georgia, and now I'm in South Carolina. 
And there's always one way or another I'm watching a game, or at least getting it on the radio, because I don't get anywhere, but I, I got to go see him, so I'm going somewhere. And, in fact, this year I'm going driving three hours to Charlotte to the game. So Ooh, I'm happy salute. and psyched yeah. about that. Yeah, so you're going to be there for the first game when we play uh, when we play Sam. That's that's going to be big. That's going to be big. Uh-huh. I, I can't wait to see that. I cannot wait to see that. But even but even getting back for me, um, a big thing that you talked about as well was the the the, the Atlantic uh, Health going to be there with the staff and keeping guys healthy. And so for me, that that immediately brought my mind to Mosley. Man, I was so hyped to see him out there running around during the voluntary workouts and. Seeing what he can bring to the table this year is going to be very intriguing. So that's my next question for you: Is what are your expectations for Mosley? Because I know some fans' expectations are extremely high. Two years, two games for what he's been paid. You know, a lot of fans are saying, "Hey, he better go out there and really put on." How are you feeling about him going into the season? And again, what are your expectations of him? I think he's going to pick up where he left off. Maybe a little slower mm. at first, but I think he's still okay. got it in him. He's not that old. He's still got it there. I'm sure he wasn't just sitting eating bonbons the past two years either. <laughs> so, no. you know, I'm sure he's in shape, and he bought into the Sala uh, system. So, I mean, he was psyched okay. to see him and meet him and everything else, you know, back a couple of months ago. Yeah. So I yep. think that uh, he's going to be – it's him and Jared Davis in the middle. Who else we got? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, there, there's some guys that are – that are coming up and coming around and we can, we're definitely excited about, like you said, him, Jarek Davis, you know, we, we've got some other guys as well. Uh, you know, again, Cashman is still there. We're going to see what he brings to the table. Franklin Myers, Franklin Myers is more of a kind of an in though, but uh, yeah, we got some other guys as well. Be white Phillips, Phillips too. So there, there's some guys we'll see, but like you said, you know, now we're running at four, three, you know, because the new uh, mm-hmm. system is going to be implemented. Davis, Mosley, and I think Cashman is probably going to be the other guy that's going to be out there. So we'll see this back and forth is going to be definitely be tested. Yeah, yeah, hopefully that, like you said, hopefully he stays healthy as well because we've seen Cashman have issues, you know, staying healthy too, especially, you know, last season. So, yeah, but even getting back, getting, go ahead, Jimmy. No, that's what I was saying. Cashman last year, I mean, that was a disaster. You know, he can, when he's on the field and and playing, we need him, but, you know, we can't have him off the field. Mm-hmm. So this you're speaking facts. Yeah, you're speaking facts. Even going back to this offense, man. You're speaking facts. Even going back to this offense, I wanted to talk to you about because you talked about Lafleur and you talked about what he thinks. What are your thoughts about our tight end position, though? Do you think in Lafleur's offense, the tight end position is going to be targeted heavily this season? Not as heavily as San Francisco because I don't think we we we, don't, mm. we, don't, we just don't have a kiddle. So I think it's okay, going to be similar. Okay. We're going to run a lot of plays, but until we get that kittle, it's not going to be exactly the same. So I think we might run what, what's it, uh, uh, 12 personnel, two tight ends. Um, okay. Well, you yeah, got to remember, big, we got yeah. Go also. He's going to be a fullback. So we might not have an actual, uh, you know, two tight end, but, you know, with him in there and he can catch, mm, we'll see what goes on there. But I think, yeah, I think they're yeah. going to use the tight end a little more because we didn't use them at all last year. Plus, they have you know, I, I, I'm so, lo- as well. 
Jimmy, I love that take because I, I talked to I've talked to so many Jet fans that have said that that oh man our tight end we're just gonna target the tight end out of the, out of the just out of the wazoo it's gonna be crazy I'm telling you he's gonna it's it's like wait but wait a second guys hold on a second we don't have a George Kittle does anybody like you know think that we you know again I'm not trying to dump on Herndon I'm going from what I've seen okay let's let's be real we've talked about exactly. Herndon we've all been quote unquote excited about him since we drafted him. And we've seen nothing. We, we've been disappointed season after season. And even if we're talking about the lack of usage in Adam Gaze's scheme, which I talked about the second that we brought in Adam Gaze, I talked about how he would never – he doesn't target tight ends well and all these issues that he had prior to coming, you know, to the New York Jets. And nobody wants to hear that until they actually watched it live and then realized that all the bubble streams that I thought he was going to be running, he was running. But when you look at the issues with, with Herndon, it's not just the scheme. When he's given the ball, it's drops. When he does catch the That's football, true. if he gets if he gets taps on the shoulder, it's a fumble. Like <laughs> there's major issues here. So if he has to clean up his play, first of all, to be successful, you know, in this scheme, and I don't know if he's gonna be ready. And it, and even if it's not any of those things, he's injured a lot. We've seen that too. He mm-hmm. missed a lot of time because he's hurt or he's suspended or any of those other things. So I need to see more out of him. Now, what I will say is Cross coming in, I think, threatens his position as a starter. And I, I'm very high on Yaboa. I know people are not talking about Kenny Yaboa enough. This is a guy, a tight end. I think he played for Ole Miss, a guy that's coming in. And let me tell you something. I'm hyped about this kid. He had a fourth-round grade on him. Uh, there was other teams that would like would have liked to have got him as well. For some reason, he slipped out. And didn't, you know, wasn't able to get drafted by anybody, but we got him in the building. I think he's a guy that's really going to push and possibly could end up being a starter as an undrafted free agent here. So I think that's that's a guy we need to look out for from the tight end position, too. And so my next question for you, because we're talking about the. Go ahead. Go ahead. What'd you say? Your bully's got hands. He can catch the ball. Yeah. His problem is his yeah. blocking. That was his problem. So I think if he gets, a, gets yeah. them on the field, even with Tyler Croft, Croft. Caught, what, 12 passes last year. He scored two with three yeah. touchdowns or something. I mean, yeah, all right, that's yeah. end zone. But, hey, incorporate it into the game. And you you got something going there. You know, even even Herndon, mm-hmm. he can be in there. Let's go. You know, get him in there. But Yeboah, yeah. I think he's got more of an upside. Uh, he's he's a little more raw. It's going to take him a little while. But I think, uh, you know, with a little uh, spit and polish and some coaching, he's got it. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it you know yeah. it's a lot of a lot of things going on. Like that. Yeah, I mean, kid, kid's yeah. real deal. I mean, he's got the size, he's got the speed as well. He's an athletic kid, so I, I'm I'm looking for big things out of your bow, and we'll see where it goes. But I want to go to Zach Wilson with you, Jimmy, because I know you know you're hyped about Zach as well. I'm looking at the oh, situation, yeah. and I'm saying to myself, do you believe that this offense is set up to see Zach Wilson have success early in his rookie career? I definitely do. Uh, okay. Michael are coming in, so the run game mm-hmm. is solidified there. Um, yeah, I, I also, uh, not to put anything on, you know, Kevin Coleman or, uh, you know, any of our running backs, but I think the system mm-hmm. is going to be for them also. Uh, yeah. Like I've been watching old games and everything else, and I really don't see Perrine as a, you know, long, long-lasting player. He's, he's okay. more straight down. I don't think I don't see him, you know, having to stop or anything else. And mm-hmm. for, for plays like that, when we got to run it down somebody's throat, yeah, I think he'd be great. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, as far as uh, wide zone, we'll have to see about that. 
But yeah, as far yeah, as happening, he's going to go. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm look, really looking to see. And and again, I think that one thing that a benefit the New York Jets is if they bring in a veteran quarterback. I really think that'll help Zach Wilson along as well. Uh, you know, having success because again, there's things that you see at a player level that. You know, some coaches can't see. There's things you see out on the field that coaches can't see. And if you look at what McCown was able to do and help, you know, Sam Darnold along in his journey as well, that was huge. Having being able to go to the bench and sit down with McCown and getting it from a guy that's been out there, that's out there, that sees these things, it helps you along greatly. So I think that the Jets continue need to attack the market and continue looking for a veteran guy to bring in. You know, I know Hoyer is gone, but there's other guys that are still out there. I think uh, Nick Mullins is out there. There's some other guys that are out there that have familiarity with the Shanahan system that could come in and really help Zach, you know, along and move things. But my next question for you, Jimmy, I would is, really love Nick Mullins to come in, being that he has the familiarity yeah. with the system and, and Shanahan and LaFleur. Mm-hmm. His uh, yeah. medical is, is the biggest issue right now. So until yep. he can yeah. get clear, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a nomad's land. Uh, as far as yeah, Nick Foles, yeah. he's going to see familiarity with Joe Douglas, but he's too much, I don't think, he, and he's not yeah, what we yeah. really need. So, you know, who else is on the market? Who else is there? Yeah. I'm, there's there's some you guys know, but out I'm there. Say thing, though, he's got Robert Calabrese as his quarterback's coach. Okay? Mm-hmm. Not, not quarterback coach, uh, offensive line coach. No, quarterback coach. This guy surpassed Boomer Esiason's numbers in East Islip High School, <laughs> okay? So when Boomer went on for success, Calabrese, he lasted like four years, and then he went back into uh, coaching. So yeah. you don't have somebody who's inexperienced. He did play professionally. I think he had a couple of games or something like that. I can't remember. But uh, yeah. at least he's got somebody with experience there. He's got a true quarterback coach. So yeah, I think this listen. guy, you know, with what he's doing, and he's familiar with uh, Salah, so I think that that's a plus right there. So, you know, having a backup, <laughs> we definitely need one in case he goes down because you're not going to trust James Morgan or, my, or Mike White. I mean, that that's crazy. You know, you got to have somebody yeah, I, with experience, Brown. But Joe also praised James Morgan. You should see him. He's phenomenal and everything else at that yeah. press conference. Yeah. But yeah. he's still not ready. He's not experienced. So he might be ready one day yeah. to come in, you know, with we're slaughtering somebody, uh, have him come mm-hmm. in the third quarter, fourth quarter or something. But yeah, that's a great point that you brought up as well, talking about Rob Calabrese, the, the um, you know, the quarterback coach. That's something Sam never had, you know, when he was here. There was so many issues. Like you said, again, another level of support. You look at some of the guys that Rob has worked with in the past as well. He's been able to really help some guys out. You know, he, like you said, you know, some of the numbers that he put up, you know, as a, as a player, but the other things that he's done too, that's huge, man. That's huge to have a quarterback coach that's going to help, able to help you with your mechanics, which is something that Sam struggled with and he never helped him with that, help you with your mechanics really? at the next level. That's huge. Because, again, if you look at other quarterbacks around the league, especially young quarterbacks, they have all those things to make them better. They have that support system in place. You don't have to even look yep. out the division. You look at what the Bills did with Josh Allen, one of the biggest boomer bust prospects in the draft, okay? <laughs> what was the yep. difference between this uh, MVP season he had last season and seasons in the past? Go look. I'm telling uh, you, he, he talked about it. Mechanics, coaching, he That's talked it. about it. 
He talked about that. He talked about how if you look at his mechanics from this year, it's completely different than the year before. If you would have told us two years ago that at some point Josh Allen was going to be, you know, a guy that can put up an MVP candidate season, you would have gotten laughed out the building. Nobody would have believed you. Everybody would have said you must be out of your mind. But still and yet, the kid comes in, right? He's gotten coached well. He's got DeBow there. They're doing his thing. Brian Dable's out there who – was on a list uh, of damn near everybody, you know, as a head coaching perspective, uh, as a coaching prospect. And so, you know, you got him there. He's working with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's also got coaching as well that's helping him. Then they went and got him weapons, and you saw what? Success. It took them a couple years to get the kid up going. Now he's going, and now the Bills are looking like a team that's competing to take the division and push forward. Some people even have them as a Super Bowl contender. And why? Yeah. Because they supported the young quarterback, and they gave him exactly what he needed. And look look at what we're doing now to Zach Wilson after doing what we did to Sam Darnold. Things are changing. And I love that you brought that point up with the coaching and the quarterback coach. So I want to talk about that as well. So that was a damn good point there, Jimmy, damn good point. So now my, my, my next question for you, my final question. Years of, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying it's about time. I mean, the organization has changed yeah. right from the, the top down. Chris and Woody, yeah. they gave up. They're butting in and letting Joe do his job, letting Salah do his, letting the and Salah letting the uh, coordinators do theirs. I mean, it, it's yeah. still a, it's yeah. a team effort, but you got organization. You have structure now, something they never had. They had yes. everybody in and out and everything else that. Uh, Managed Mater and everything else, you know, causing all kinds of problems inside with the reporters and all. It's like yep. that's not happening anymore. Everything is quiet. Yeah. Everything is. Yeah. You're not going to find out until we tell you. So, I mean, this yep. is incredible. It's great. It's finally Look, the way it should be. Listen, Jimmy, you are just bringing a fire. Give me my hand. Listen, Jimmy, Jimmy, let me tell you, you're bringing the fire. So my last question before I let you go, my friend, is I know you're high on Zach. I'm excited about him as well. I want to see what he brings to the table. What kind of – what do you think his stats will look like this season? How many interceptions, touchdowns do you think he throws, man? I think, you know, with all the, the receivers, with the plan and the way I see things going, you know, they're still going to falter. He's not going to be perfect. We still, you know, mm-hmm. we're still the Jets, but we're not the same old Jets. So yeah. I really feel with 17 games, I feel he's going to throw somewhere about 3,800 yards to mm, okay. 30 to 3,900. I think he's going to be up there. And I okay. think he's going to be about 26 touch, touchdowns and okay. 12 interceptions. Okay. Okay. Look, that that's the that I I'll take that all day. I'll take that every day of the week. That's very solid for a young quarterback. I really like that take. Listen, Jimmy. Man, I got to I got to get going. This was a heck of a call from you, man. You really brought the Listen, man. Always I want to thank you for calling in. Absolutely. It absolutely was, man. I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night, man. You take care, man. Bye-bye now. All right. Listen, Jimmy called in with fire. He called in with straight fire. I love talking to Jets fans about this football team. He had a lot to say. And a great point that he brought up was the quarterback's coach, Rob Calabrese. He talked about it. 
This is a guy that's coming in. He's worked with guys in the past. He's been able to do some things. He's going to come in here and help Zach Wilson become better. Here we have a guy that's going to be able to help him work on his mechanics, work on all the things that are going to make him successful at the next level. All the things that Zach Wilson has, protection, weapons, coaching, you know, all these solid game planning, all these things were things that we never gave Sam Donald, and we saw how that, how that worked. We saw it, you know. Oh, man, what a call. What a call from Jimmy. Salute to everybody watching, man. Salute to the Savages. I want to get back to the chat, get to the Savages, man. I want to get to the Savages. I'm going to go to my guy, F. Monks. F. Monks says, hey, Joe, what do, you think, uh, what, do you think is, what do you think about ESPN ranking us last? Can't wait to see and hear them with egg on their face when the tide turns. Should be fun to watch. We're all building and getting stronger. All gas. Salute to you, Monks. You know, I look at it like this, man. The mainstream media is the mainstream media. ESPN and various other, you know, mainstream media programs love to jump on the Jets. They just do. You know, even when we do something right, they're trying to paint it in a negative light. They can't wait for us to jack up. They're always talking negatively about us. And they can do what they want because this year we've turned it around. You can rank us last all you like. You know, I, I saw something like that where they were ranking us last. I don't think we're going to be last. I think we're going to come out, fight, and compete this year. And we're going to play extremely hard. And I think we're going to win a lot of games that people are looking at us saying, hey, we're not going to get it done. And we're going to come out and surprise a lot of teams and beat a lot of teams that think that we're just going to be pushed over and walked over. So, you know, all due respect to ESPN, you know, but screw them, man. Screw them. I don't want to hear that. I think the Jets are really going to come out and fight, especially with Sulla and the culture change and everything that we've got going, man. I'm hyped about it. I don't care about ESPN. We're going to go out and we're going to take care of business this year. Yeah, you know, salute to my guy GVH, GVH in the chat as well. Salute to him, known savage. He said it can't be overlooked that they had good attendance because it's a new coach and new schemes and new players. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a new vibe. It's a culture change, and we're seeing it. Like I talked about, in the past, you can go back. I'm telling you. We had so many times in the past. I remember Jamal Adams was here and, and Williams and all these guys talking about new culture, new attitude, new this, and it'd just be the same old Jets on a weekly basis. And that, it, it's no longer that. You got 80 guys showing up. You got guys that want to fight. You got guys that, you know what I'm saying, are not willing to let anything pass. They want to do whatever it takes to get an edge, whatever it takes to get their foot in the door, whatever it takes to make this football team. And they're showing up. Even when the, even when the NFLPA themselves are saying, please, don't go. Don't show up to the camp. They're still showing up to the practices. They're still doing what it takes, completely voluntary, completely voluntary. They're fighting, man. They're fighting. So salute to everybody watching. You know what I'm saying? Salute to all the savages in the chat. Salute to all of the callers. Man, love talking to everybody, especially we got callers from overseas calling in. I'm always astonished when I, you know, connect with my, my Jets fans from overseas. You know, got guys from Malaysia calling in. Oh, man, wonderful, Cole. Wonderful, wonderful show. So I'm going to go ahead and close it out because this has been great. Listen, <laughs> I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. YoungJ000. All right? That's three zeros. 
Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You're going to troll me. No issues. I'm the troll that lived under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on. Vera Tucker, I'm having that jersey on. Another SC guy, fight on. You know what I'm saying? I'll have have that jersey on, and I'll troll you right back. You can also follow the show's page as well at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. You can also check out my uh, YouTube as well. I'm on YouTube too at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Please go there, subscribe, watch my content, and turn on your notifications so that when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, give my videos a thumbs up if you can. And so everybody watching me on live stream as well, please subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. If you don't troll me, no issues. To troll me in the comments, go ahead and comment. I'll go back and forth with you. I'll troll you right back, no issues, all right? So when you folks see me in person, because eventually you will, all right, eventually you will, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. Don't listen to anybody. The hugs will remain free. I want to thank you folks for watching and listening. Without you folks, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen to the show. You folks are the absolute greatest, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace.